0: Welcome to the Alliance Experience podcast, a real estate podcast talking all things property management with a side of banter. Your hosts are Sam Riley and myself, Kelly Johnson. Welcome back to another episode of the Alliance Experience. So I'm Kelly Johnson and guys, Super excited today. We have a special guest joining me for the month of May, Chris Wilcox. Hello,
1: Kelly. Hello, Hello. team. Thank you for having me. Good to be here.
0: Oh, uh, so we're super excited because Chris will be joining me for the month of May because obviously Sam's away. So today we really wanted to talk about obviously Chris's experience in real estate, what he does, how he does it, how he's become, I guess, so successful in such a short period of time.
1: Oh, I, I appreciate the kind <laughs> words. I, I wouldn't say so successful, but definitely. Uh, you
0: are.
1: Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm getting by. I'm getting by for sure it's 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 a good run so far
0: so tell us about yourself when you started etc
1: Yeah. Okay. So a little bit about uh, my background. Uh, I actually used to live in Sydney. Um, uh, I'm a Perth boy originally, and then I moved over to Sydney for work. I used to work on cruise ships as a performer, funny enough. So I was uh, singing and dancing on the cruise ships and traveling around. I gave up that job um, just because I needed a bit more stability. Mm -hmm. And then I went and worked as an event manager for six years.
0: I can see Uh, you doing that.
1: Yeah. So I loved that job, but highly stressful. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, But yeah, you learn a lot of good
0: Highly stressful, then decides to go to real estate. Well, that's it, mate.
1: That's it, exactly. And then I thought, you know what? I need a change of stress, so I'm going to find a different stress, and I'm going to go into real estate. Fair so, call, uh, fair call. Uh, so here we are. Yeah, 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 and uh, and loving every single bit.
0: So, what year did you start in real estate? I
1: started in 2021. Yeah, February 2021.
0: So that was COVIDy.
1: It was COVIDy. Yeah. yeah. I, so I actually transitioned over from Sydney during COVID. Yeah, and then kicked off my real estate career as as a rookie, I guess, uh, during COVID.
0: So were you, when you were moving from Sydney, were you always going to do real estate? Were you doing two jobs? How did it work?
1: Yeah, I was when, so when I moved over from Sydney, I still kept my other job in events. So when I started real estate, I was actually doing both jobs at the same time. Um, So that was quite a, quite a balance. Um, But there came a point where, although I wasn't, because it was early days, although I wasn't quite making the money to survive, uh, through solely real estate, there came a point where I did have to say to myself, okay, you're going to have to take a leap here, take a gamble. And, uh, so I gave up the other job and, and went down to no income for a little while, oh. but it's something I guess you have to do if you want to take this seriously. Yeah.
0: So I guess obviously you started at Harcourt and why Harcourt?
1: Oh, uh, well, Funny enough, my brother actually works for Harcourt. So, so yeah. So, um, I, I I had it lucky, I guess, in the sense that everyone knew my brother, and and he very much helped me get this job. And I know it's not that easy for other people to get into the real estate field. Usually, you have to go through, and um, not not always, but a lot of people have to go through and be a, a PA, a personal assistant, first before yeah. they're ready to transition into being a, a sales rep. Yeah. But. I think my brother very much helped me to. uh,
0: (laughs) You also are like the perfect real estate agent as a human. So I feel like any company would have wanted you. Oh,
1: I love people. I love chatting to people. I love uh, having a laugh. I love banter. So, uh, yeah, certainly from that aspect, um, I feel like I fit.
0: You do, very much. (laughs) And now you were given Clarkson. Was that your preference of suburb?
1: It was not my preference of suburb, actually. I love this. Yes. So I was actually, I I currently live in Hillary's. And um, and so I, I was pushing the management team to give me Hillary's. Was
0: that because it's where you were familiar with or because it's expensive homes or what vibes you A, bit of, both, a yep. bit of both. A bit
1: of both because I didn't really know what I was doing. The idea of, you know, well, I can either sell expensive homes or I can sell mid-range homes yep. and and so I thought, well, there's going to be more commission in expensive homes and that's that's what I wanted to do Yeah. Um, but equally I knew and I know the suburb really well because I live there, and I, I've of lived course. there all my life. You're
0: comfortable uh, with the area,
1: totally. So chatting to uh, Ben uh, Benaki and Wayne Davy, the the management team with Harcourts, uh, they advised me against that and said, "Look, a slots actually opened up for Clarkson. Okay. We would highly recommend you." Particularly as a rookie, kick off things in Clarkson, um, and I wasn't too chuffed about it at first because the idea of learning a whole new suburb and it, it just wasn't where I wanted to be. It's also about a thirty minute drive from my house.
0: Yeah, so it's not convenient. Yeah, so yep. it's not
1: super convenient, um, but it was absolutely the right call, and I'm so glad that's what they that's where they guided me to go. Yeah, uh, because Clarkson is a much more well it's a higher turnover suburb
0: perfect and that's what you want
1: absolutely whereas the the upper the upper end suburbs aren't as high turnover yep. so uh yes the, the commissions and and the houses are nicer and and all that the locations are All that kind of stuff are nicer, but where I am, I'm so thankful I got it because it is a higher turnover suburb and I love the people.
0: I feel like as well, so as we've said, obviously, like you're a rookie, so you haven't done real estate before. You entered Clarkson with such a splash. And like I've been in real estate 16 years. So for me, I sit here and I go, it's probably the first time in my career where I have seen a rookie walk into a suburb and basically be like, I am here. Hello. (laughs) So tell everybody what you did to create that. Because for me, obviously I work with you and we yep. love you. Yep. But as an outsider looking in, you know, I remember my partner was like, damn, this guy's, it, like, who? why is Chris everywhere? <laughs> like we always go to Bunnings and Ash is like, oh, there's Chris, oh, there's Chris. What did you do to have <laughs> that persona basically straight away that you sell Clarkson?
1: Look, it's, uh, it sounds very cliche, but I very much ran with the line of fake it till you make it. <laughs> <Okay>? it <laughs> Which sounds, I love. It sounds cliche, but for me the big part was um. Going in, I'll get to how I got into appraisals shortly, but going into appraisals and not giving anyone a sniff that I'm a rookie, they had to have full confidence and not even question, why haven't we seen you around before? And the way I did that was arming myself with all the stats, all the All the facts about um, the area the statistics the percentages so any question they fired at me i would just fire it and answer straight
0: knowledge is power
1: knowledge is power and preparation is key Uh, so it uh i think from that aspect i never wanted to give anyone a sniff that i was a rookie then from a marketing perspective um Look, I just flooded social media with images of my face and I, and I still do that to this day. And
0: that's probably why you're still so successful.
1: Yes. I will sponsor multiple posts on social media every month and they are just nothing more than a photo of my face, literally. And the idea behind that is I don't need people to stop and click on the link or anything like that. It's subliminal advertising. So they're just scrolling through their phones and they just see me and they keep seeing me same with, um, home opens on the weekends. My pointer signs, my directional signs. They're everywhere, mate.
0: I will vouch for you. They're everywhere.
1: Yes. So I'll have, and this is from day one when I started, I'll have one home open for the day, but I will flood that suburb. Every corner is going to have a photo of me. So it really is giving off the perception of he is the dominant agent in the suburb, even though it's not necessarily true.
0: But it, does give that perception off because like Ash, God love him, he has no idea about real estate at the end of the day, but he will always say, "Well, obviously he's the best. He's like everywhere we go near Clarkson shops, you are everywhere."
1: Yeah, and people want to people want to see someone performing well, and uh, they want someone relevant to the market. Yeah, they don't just want a flyer in their letterbox saying, "Thinking of selling, choose me." Yeah, because they get flooded with letters, with flyers and letters uh, from. Millions of different real estate agents across yep. Australia doing that. So you've got to find other ways to stand out. And for me, it's just about people seeing my face, but not asking for the work. And I think that is my trick is that I don't necessarily ask them for the business. Yeah, I'm just letting them see my face and giving off this perception of he is the one to go with.
0: So have you found over the year well, two years now that people call you because of your signage?
1: It's a bit of a mix of everything. Yep. Certainly, I get a lot of comments of, oh, we've seen your signs around. Can you come in and praise my property? I get, oh, we've seen you on social media. Yep. Um. And, and now, you know, two years into the business, I am genuinely getting quite a bit of business in the area. So yep. that means my for sale signs are going up out the front of people's homes. So now I'm really starting to gain some traction. Yeah. It's very much a snowball effect in this in this business. It is.
0: But also talk to us because the people may know you are a big fan of dogs
1: love dogs
0: (laughs) so tell us something that you do in Clarkson that involves the community
1: absolutely so one of my favorite things to do and and again i've done this since day one um is i run an event in Clarkson a community event called Clarkson's biggest doggy date
0: it's so cute
1: (laughs) and uh yeah the community love it and essentially what it is is i will uh organize um, I'll book out a park, Summerley Park in Clarkson, and I'll invite the entire Clarkson community to come down with their dogs and they can get to know each other, get to know the community, get to know me. There's coffee vans set up giving out free coffees. That's oh, my free shout. Free
0: coffee, love it.
1: Absolutely. You've got to have some some incentive there. So people <laughs> come down and, and they grab their free coffee and they walk their dogs around and the dogs get let off the leash and they play around. It's it's just a really nice morning for the community um uh, and in order for people to grab a coffee from the coffee van they have to come to me and grab a free coffee card perfect and by doing that it it's a way for me to network and establish a relationship um to get to know that person to then give them a coffee so to be honest with you i i A a lot of, uh, well, management probably won't like me for saying this, but I never went down the door knocking route. That's
0: not a bad thing. I like that. Yeah, Yeah.
1: I, I, it just wasn't for me and I know it's not for a lot of people, but for me, I just, I tried it once and I just couldn't do it. So I needed to find an alternative Mm -hmm. that you, one thing that's really important is you've got to have some kind of prospecting or marketing that is face to face with the community. And
0: it's consistent.
1: And it's consistent. Yep. So if, for me, if it wasn't going to be door knocking, I had to find something else. Yep. And that's what Clarkson's biggest doggy date was. It was an alternative. It cost me a little bit of money to do it, but I would rather spend the money and have On something you're comfortable date. on as well. Absolutely.
0: It's so funny. So I was talking about this to Melissa Dennis, our accounts lady, yep. and she's been to one or two, she yep. said. Yep. And she was saying, because she's so sure, she was talking to some, obviously, of the Clarkson residents, and she said they were saying... They love it because they can go and do this with their dogs, but you're not there talking about real estate.
1: And, and that is the biggest thing. Yes. I I straight up will not talk, unless I'm asked a question, of, of course. course. Yeah, yeah. I will not pitch myself or talk about real estate in any way. Again, I'm all about not not pushing uh, it in people's face because every other sales rep does that in the business i don't want to be that guy and that's my creative strategy i guess is to have the reverse effect so i'll flood the area with harcourt's logos i'm wearing harcourt's logos, so the branding is all around photos of my face all around they know who you are absolutely so again the subliminal advertising is there however um i will not ask for the business so and i think people really appreciate that and i actually get comments from people saying oh i thought you were going to you know, push the real estate game on us but really.
0: Obviously that works know. for you though because people have different ways that work for them and everything you're doing has seen your success only get more successful. Yep. So I think that you've really set yourself apart for somebody that knows their information but is just just a good guy. Yeah, like I, at the end of the day, I've always said this, you're just a good guy.
1: I, and I, I I try to be as, well, I am as genuine as possible. I'm yeah. always genuine with people um, uh, and I, I do feel like a lot of people have genuine trust in me to yeah. sell their home uh, because I'm not that, you know, pushy guy who's, who's there solely for the commissions because I'm not. I'm actually there to generate business and get to know the community and, and help people achieve the premium price they can on their properties.
0: And that will work well for you because that will be the long-time relationships rather than sales reps that have come into it and just wanted the commissions quick. And yeah, that cowboy effect.
1: Absolutely. I think the the ones who are willing to play the long game are the reps who are the most successful.
0: So talk to us then about common rookie mistakes and errors.
1: Cool. Yeah. <laughs> I
0: love a good error and mistake. We've all done it. Have Absol- you found anything that you've hated? Oh, look,
1: I'll be straight up with you. Um, my first sort of 6 months and this sounds terrible and I actually have no idea why <laughs> I didn't do this my first 6 months I actually never created a database for myself
0: um sorry
1: yeah I just I never created a database for myself how uh, were
0: you keeping people's info
1: uh look I'll be straight up with you I wasn't <laughs> God, God. I just wasn't for the first six months. And, uh, a, a, and then, uh, yeah, I sat down with management and we readjusted the business plan. Something
0: you need to do very
1: quickly. And, and they, you know, they sort of said, Chris, you've got to have a database. And, and ever since then, I'm, I am so thorough with my database. Every point of contact I make, they go into my database, uh, first name, last name, email address, phone number, but equally, every point of contact. If you went through my database right now, I could tell you that person's dog's name, their child's name, their husband or their wife's name. There's always a note about every person in my database, uh, their favorite football team. So that when I pick up the phone to them later on, it's almost like, oh, how are you how you know how are the eagles going how are the dockers going how's your dog sally going
0: That's very impressive
1: Yeah and stuff like that I think helps build connection and again trust in the sense that it's almost like a bit of a personal relationship
0: 100% whenever anybody asks me how my kids are by name yeah. I always feel so much better You feel like, more connected oh, You do don't you yeah. Like it's a simple thing but if someone oh how's fox going he's just one, you know it's a real rapport building think.
1: Absolutely. Yeah.
0: So what database program do you
1: use? Uh, so I use uh, Voltare, yep. uh, which is fantastic. So you um, like that? Love it. I love Voltare. Um, yeah, it, it, it's awesome. Um, yeah, keep on my database in there. Uh, I use my action list. So every client or every uh, person who's on my database in Voltare has got an action list attached to their name. Yeah, And what the action list does is that'll tell me uh, when I next need to contact that person. Okay, so perfect. for example, anybody who I appraise their home, um, they will have an action list attached to them mm-hmm. for me to contact them every three months with an updated appraisal estimate of their property. So every three months, every single person that I've appraised since I've started has got, uh, an updated appraisal estimate sent to them. Just
0: the f- automatically they uh, haven't asked
1: for it. Just automatically. They haven't asked I for it, that. so they just get it every three months. And then the following day I will call them and chat through the appraisal and and why I've given them the figure that That's I've given them. That's
0: so impressive. And that works
1: really well for people because my follow up call, there's an agenda for the call. How yeah. did you receive uh, the Email appraisal I estimate sent
0: you. I sent yep. yesterday? That's clever.
1: The other reason I do that is because uh, by sending them an appraisal estimate every three months, they have no need to find another agent or sales rep to come in and appraise their home, even if they're thinking of selling in two or three years' time because every three months from me, they're getting that update. So when it is time to sell, they already know the value of their home so they can eliminate the step of bringing in another agent. Yeah. So that's my sort of strategic
0: move. That's very clever. Like if rookies are listening, you should all take that on board because that is, I mean, unless you're selling Clarkson, then. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> that is very clever. Like yeah. you've obviously worked it out in time that – this works for you. And it's. I like that when you call them you have a reason to call Yeah, because I find that most people and a lot of our girls don't like making a phone call. Yep. So I think if you're calling because of a reason, that's so much better.
1: Absolutely. And my whole motto is, um, you know, I'm not technically an, agent, I'm a sales rep, but my whole motto is be their agent before you are their agent or be their sales rep before you are their sales rep.
0: That's good. So
1: before they officially sign the listing paperwork to say that you are their sales rep who's going to represent them in the sale of their home, in their mind, I want to make sure I'm already booked for that job.
0: Okay. Okay. Love that. Yeah. Very impressive. <laughs> do you think there's any better feeling than getting a signed listing agreement? Oh, I love like, it. Oh. it.
1: And it'll never go away. It will never go Let away. Let me I mean, tell you. Yeah, you'd know as well. It'll...
0: I love it. When you have that management authority signed and you're like, yep, I did good. Absolutely. You do. Absolutely. Yep. So, and, you
1: and that's the hardest part, to be honest, because mm-hmm. the sale uh, or managing the property in your case afterwards, that's just the follow up work. Mm-hmm. But the hardest part of our job is winning the listing.
0: Yep. And it's like that's when people are the most nervous. They have the most questions financially. They're looking at the fees more than once it's leased or once it's sold. Yep. So I think that that is honestly no better feeling.
1: Yep. It's the best thing ever.
0: So how is the market going in Clarkson currently? Because we know the media yep. talks a lot of rubbish. Yep. Yep. But for you being the main rep, main agent in Clarkson, how do you find the suburb going?
1: Clarkson's still performing really, Is really it? well. Really, really well. If you look at the graphs from the last sort of uh, two years, it actually hasn't had a dip. It's plateaued Damn. and it's levelled out at times, but it hasn't had a dip even right now. Uh, you know, we're, we're, we're past COVID. Obviously, COVID's still out there, but we're past, you know, lockdowns and all that. Yeah. It's still on the, on the up. That's um, cool. It's currently, look, to throw some stats, yeah, it's currently Please. up 5.6% from this time last year bearing in mind this time last year we were well and truly up from the year before so it's progressing up really really well um average time to sell a property in in Clarkson at the moment is nine days so nine days it's really really fast is
0: that from when the property first hits the web to saying then when it's under offer on the web
1: yep so that's from hitting the web to going under offer um so you know More often than not, we are actually getting homes sold after the first home open. Um, We're seeing big numbers coming through properties. Um, so yeah, I, I haven't noticed a dip at all.
0: What are you seeing? So at your home opens, are, is it typical owner-occupier, investors, Eastern States investors? What are you see? It's a
1: real mix. Uh, a year ago, there were it, the market was flooded with East Coast investors a yep. year ago. Um, I chat to some of the other reps in our office and they're still saying they're seeing East Coast investors. But for whatever reason, I actually don't know. I haven't seen the East Coast investors come in this year much at all.
0: And I haven't obviously because we work closely so I haven't either.
1: Yeah, yeah. I don't know why that's dropped off but it has. Uh, I'm seeing a lot of first home buyers coming through still even though bank interest rates have hiked up several times the first home buyers are there. Uh, Local investors are there as well and um, uh, yeah, you can get a lot of upsizes for Clarkson as well because there's some big properties in Clarkson.
0: There is. Like I've appraised a fair few and I often come to and I go oh, why didn't I buy this two years ago when they got it for like 300 grand? Yeah, But I feel like Clarkson and you do get a lot of value for money. Yes. That's the biggest thing that I always think. The uh, land size is quite good. Yep. And the house quality, like they're not all new, new, but the quality is still very good.
1: Absolutely. And the thing with Clarkson is it, it's sort of subdivided into three sub-suburbs. Yes. Um, so you've sort of got older Clarkson, which are your, your uh, 80s, 90s builds uh, and um, older style homes, mm-hmm. but big blocks of land yep. in older Clarkson. So you usually find big blocks of land but really small homes in mm-hmm. older Clarkson. You've then got Summerley Estate in Clarkson. I could is, buy in there. Yeah, which is my favourite part of yep. Clarkson. Um, Summerley Estate are your sort of 2005 to 2008 builds
0: mm-hmm.
1: um, and they are mid-sized blocks with uh, some of them have pretty decent-sized houses on them. They do, yeah. Yeah, so Summerley is a beautiful area and if I had to live in any part of Clarkson, I'd, I'd be choosing Summerley. Yep. Uh, and then you've got Catalina Estate, Clarkson. I
0: always forget about that because that's, South of Nerebub?
1: Uh, it is south of Nerebub, okay. yeah. So it's almost like its own suburb. I think there's a, a petition to make it its own suburb from the local residents. <laughs> that not uh, surprise Yes, that's it. So, uh, And that is the sort of um, builds that started 2015, 2016, and they're still being built to this day. There's still vacant blocks of land and, and lots okay. going on. And, yep. uh, with those, you tend to find pretty small blocks. Usually the average is around 375 square metre blocks. Yep. Um, and then the houses will usually fill up most of the blocks. Yeah. You see 180, 190 square meter houses.
0: So do you find any particular sub area of Clarkson sells quicker than another?
1: Usually Summerly and Catalina sell very fast. Okay. Older Clarkson, just because of the style of homes and they they're quite small homes, it does take a little bit longer to get a sale.
0: But are they cheaper?
1: They are cheaper, yeah. absolutely. And and in terms of value for money, I mean ultimately the value of a property is is held within the land, mostly, not everything, but mostly. Um, So uh, with older clerks and you do get those bigger blocks. And so a lot of people are attracted to that and then they'll work on the house over time.
0: And there's some really good parts. Like I've got that street that I always love and I praise wearing green.
1: Yep, we're in green. So is that
0: Older Clarkson? That's Older Clarkson, So that's my favourite. I've appraised a couple in there and I'm like, Chris, this is good. I could live in this street. It's a
1: great street. And there's
0: like a park nearby. Yep, yep. yeah.
1: school right there. Yeah, it's a great... So I like
0: that part of Older Clarkson. It's
1: a good street. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: So then tell us, I guess any other info that you want to talk to for rookies is there anything else you want to touch on like you know better than anyone on a rookie yeah do you want to give some pointers out to people look
1: i think the biggest thing you can do is just is just flood the market um with your face i don't think people do it enough and i don't think people understand that that is what it takes to you know to to become successful or you need people to see your face. You can't just be hiding behind your desk at work. and um, You can't
0: just sit there and wait for the phone to ring. You can't
1: just sit oh, there and wait for the phone to ring. No, no it's, it's not quite that easy. Um, so you, you need to be proactive with your marketing. Um, you need to be out there meeting the community face to face in person. And like I said, if, you, if you're not able to door knock and that's not for you, you have to find another alternative mm-hmm. to meet people in the community. Yeah. Um, I remember when I first started in, in Clarkson as well, in the early days, I was doing coffee shop Wednesday and I would just go and sit in one of the coffee shops. Um, and I would post out on social media saying, if anyone wants to come have a free coffee and chat with me about the market, Come and do so. And so. How did you
0: find that?
1: It was look, it was quiet. It probably wasn't as successful as I wanted it to be. Yeah. Um, but there were, you know, a few people who did come and have a have a sit-down with me. And uh, those people have now turned into actual clients, clients. of mine. So it, it, it obviously it did it worked. worked. It did work. Yeah. It did work.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Cool, cool. Well, anything else you want to touch on today, my friend?
1: Look, I just think it with this business, especially as a rookie, you've got to be persistent. Yeah. You've got to be willing to play the long game. Absolutely. Mm. It's not about short-term wins. Of course, short-term wins are great and they make you feel good about yourself, but you have to be prepared to play the long game through your database and constant communication, um, following up with people and just being proactive with your marketing.
0: Yeah. Love it. Love it. I feel very educated on how to be a successful real estate agent (laughs) Yeah. Well, come
1: on into it. Let's go.
0: Maybe one day. (laughs) So I guess for the next month, we are going to talk about lots of different salesy types of topics. So we hope, like, if anyone has any questions that they want to know and ask Chris directly, Chris, give yourself a plug. You are a big social media man. Please plug yourself so people can find you.
1: (laughs) Yes, yep. So so, I I do love my social media. So you can find me on uh, on Facebook and on Instagram. Um, I'm also pushing my TikTok pretty hard at the moment, uh, trying to get some TikTok followers, and that's progressing really well. So uh, you can find me on TikTok at Chris Wilcox Real Estate.
0: Perfect. All right, guys. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening to another episode on the Alliance Experience. Don't forget to follow us on Insta, alliance.leasing.